One of the most significant moments in my life was accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I think that it has certainly been life-changing, and God has blessed me so abundantly, and it is my desire to share that with the world. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. At this moment in our culture, there's so much contention and anger and otherizing. Otherizing is defined in the dictionary like this, to view or treat a person or group of people as intrinsically different from and alien to oneself. And here's another definition. Referring to them in these terms strips them of their identity and otherizes them as foreigners. We seem to be so focused on all that makes us different at the moment that we've forgotten what makes us the same. The Bible, of course, has been telling us this for thousands of years, of the most important thing that makes us the same. I wrote about this in my book, Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. Let me read this entry to you. It's called, Who Are You? When you first meet someone, she might say, Who are you? And you might say, well, I'm so-and-so, and I'm very good at this thing and that thing, and here's where I live, and this is my family, and... But do you know who God says you are? The one Jesus loves. The Son of God loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2 verse 20. Our guest today shares with us how the realization of how much we share in common transformed everything for her and what the Human Genome Project had to do with that. Our guest today is news anchor, New York Times bestselling author, and Emmy award-winning journalist, Lindsay Davis. Her upcoming book is called Girls of the World, Doing More Than Ever Before, which comes out in March. She lives in New York City and shares with us how she learned to appreciate exactly who God created her to be, and how it was actually her son who led her in this. It's a fascinating conversation, and I'm sure you'll find her perspective as refreshing and encouraging as I did. So, without further ado, please welcome my friend, and now yours, Lindsay Davis. My name is Lindsay Davis. I'm an anchor for World News on ABC, and also ABC News Live Prime with Lindsay Davis. And I'm also a children's book author, and recently released my fifth children's book called The Smallest Spot of a Dot. So I am from South Jersey, from a town called Moorestown. And growing up, I loved sports. I played the piano and flute rather terribly, but I was very involved in school activities and president of the outdoor club. And we would go whitewater rafting and skiing. And so I loved the outdoors and running and reading and watching movies. It wasn't until my 
third year of college when I was studying abroad. And I actually studied abroad in London, but I was visiting my Spanish exchange student from high school. And I was watching the news, happened to be by myself. I was watching Las Noticias in Spanish and not understanding it as well as I should have. But in that particular moment, I just kind of had this revelation, this epiphany. And I thought, that's what I want to do. I've always loved writing and storytelling. And, you know, people would always give me compliments about my voice and my speaking voice. And it was in that moment that I decided, you know, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. And I ultimately went to, to grad school and got a master's degree in communications and then proceeded to get my first job and pinballed around the country from Syracuse to Flint, Michigan to Indianapolis and then back to New York. And now, really it's come full circle because I've always considered myself to be a storyteller with regard to the news and broadcast journalism. And now I get to write stories for children. And that's been something that became a passion of mine when I had my own child. You know, I think that the biggest difference is that when you're writing for the news, it's, it's often about like, you know, murdered, missing, death and destruction. And when I'm writing for children, I get to tell the good news and really be uplifting and joyful and, and positive. And so it's a nice way to counterbalance my day job, if you will. The Smallest Spot of a Dot is my fifth book, and it's really about my own fascination when I heard about the Human Genome Project, and there were thousands of researchers over the course of multiple years that set out to really blueprint the human DNA, to really kind of map it all out. I was always fascinated with how would I be able to explain this to children? And the findings were that we are 99.9% .9 alike in our human DNA. So from person to person, we only have 0.1% that makes us different in our genetic code. It's the big ways that we're similar, the small ways that we're different, and it's embracing it all, right? It's not just focusing on either direction. It's not just saying, hey, we're so much alike, or hey, there's just 0.1% that makes us different. It's about, you know, hey, let's embrace our uniqueness. Let's not shy away from that 0.1%. And that 0.1% might determine the color of your eyes or your shoe size or your blood type or whether you have freckles or not. You know, I remember when my son would go off to camp or start a new school or whatever the case might be, he would come home and tell me about his new friend that he met. And he would initially say all the things that they have in common. You know, we love Star Wars. We love Legos. You know, he would never tell me their race or their gender or their religious beliefs. It would just be about his new friend and all that they shared. And so I think that it's quite often adults who end up being more obsessed with, you know, our, our religion or, you know, our political beliefs or the different ways that we practice or where we're from, that always looking at the division and what separates us. And I think that we have to look with better eyes than that, with the eyes of children. We have so much in common. And I just think that that is a messaging, especially in our day-to-day -day world, in our political parties and the divisiveness that's out there. It often gets lost, you know, how much we really have in common. And I think that it's something that the kids more readily embrace. You know, when we look at our height or our skin color or our hair or our features, you know, our size, everything physically makes us different and sets us apart from each other. So I think that those are the big ways that we tend to be different when you look 
outwardly at our appearance, at our physical characteristics often. And I think that where we're more similar when we desire to be loved or to love, our feelings of sadness, our emotions just in general of joy or whatever kinds of expectations we have for ourselves or for our children, often those are alike. Our desires for our life and our lifestyle tend to, by and large, be pretty much in line, I think, and in tune with each other when it comes to just those bare bone emotions of just like the human condition. And I think that we often overlook that. I remember there was a poem said, you know, something to the effect of, you know, if you tickle me, do we not laugh? If you if you cut us, do we not bleed? You know, it's just those bare, most basic notions that define us as human beings. And I think that we're so alike in that way. My son, shortly after he started talking, he said, does God open up the flowers? And I thought, wow, I thought that was really something else for him to make that observation at that age. And so I started thinking about just all the places that I see God. And that might be, you know, in the sunrise or sunset. And, and biblically, you know, it talks about how his eyes on the sparrow, how God takes care of even the smallest among us, right? How they don't have to worry about what they'll wear or, or the food that they'll eat, that God is going to provide. And so I do now, especially after having my son and seeing how he would marvel at seeing, you know, a butterfly or see a rainbow or look at the snowflakes. And he has helped me to pause a little bit more and look at the small and large scale God's creations and chief among them us, right? You know, and, and I would talk to my son about, you know, how he was perfectly knit together in my womb and he is God's creation. I often am mindful of God's grandeur and beauty when, you know, it might be a cloudy day, but the sun is maybe about to set and you can just see the kind of like beautiful painting across the sky of the brilliant and bright colors. And I always just think about that, you know, where the sun is, is breaking through the clouds and it really does make me think of God. But I think that we don't have to look that far. We can see his majestic glory everywhere, right? In nature and in humanity. And it's something that I think that often we, and I will include myself in that as well, I need to really be reminded of and not get so stuck in the worldly thoughts and concerns and all of those little pesky things that might, you know, invade our mind. This is a passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible called The Girl No One Wanted. No one loves me, Leah said. I'm too ugly. But God didn't think she was ugly. And when he saw that Leah was not loved and that no one wanted her, God chose her to love her specially, to give her a very important job. One day, God was going to rescue the whole world through Leah's family. Now, when Leah knew that God loved her in her heart, suddenly it didn't matter anymore whether her husband loved her the best or if she was the prettiest. Someone had chosen her. Someone did love her with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking always and forever love. My son is reading it now and really enjoying it. The Bible really is just one large book of multiple stories, a multitude of stories. And I think that the way that this is written, in addition to the illustrations, is so 
great for kids because it just makes it like a story that they can enjoy and, and relate to and marvel at. Jonah and the Whale or Daniel in the Lion's Den or, or David and Goliath, you know, they're classic tales now that children can enjoy and really savor at the same time they're learning the Bible. So it's kind of like giving them their medicine, but it's candy coated, right? It's, it's healthy for them to take in, but it's also something that they enjoy being a part of the story and learning the, the story of the Bible. I think that we do have that desire to be loved externally. And as I became more mature in my walk with Christ, I think that we become more confident because we do feel the love of Christ internally and within us. And that's what I think about when I hear Leah's story, that initially she needed that external validation, but ultimately when God lifted her up, she realized that she needed nothing else, that that far surpassed any kind of worldly love that she was looking for. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever, love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.